I think a lot of people don't trust their desires or they feel bad about them. They worry about what people are going to think. Um, I remember when we had our first big events, um, in the UK, when I was living in London, a lot of people would come from the U S and they'd be like, you know what? I don't know what my parents are going to think because my family doesn't travel international internationally. And, and, you know, what are people going to think of me? Are they going to think I'm bragging? And so, so often we're just in denial about what we want, or again, we, we don't want to admit it because of what the repercussions may be. Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 256, How and Why I Heart My Life, a special tell-all interview with me, Emily Williams. So today we're doing something a little bit different. I'm actually giving you access to an interview that one of my clients, Victoria Fenton, did with me just a few weeks ago. Now, I always think it's super fun when I hear interviews with podcast hosts where I get a glimpse behind the scenes and I get to see what's working for them and what they're changing and adjusting. So that's exactly what's happening in this interview. I'm taking you behind the scenes in my personal life as well as within the I Heart My Life brand and talking about some of the pivots I've made, some of the decisions I've made recently, all the things and steps I've taken to get in alignment and experience more joy and happiness. So let's go ahead and dive in. She's here with me on the Unveil podcast. Welcome, Emily Williams. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's so lovely to have you here. And for those who have followed along with the Unveil journey, they will know that there is a reason why I am here in the US and managed to get my visa. And Emily is a huge part of that. So she's one of the people I really wanted on on the podcast, and she's going to be our first proper guest. So this is really exciting for me. Um, And I'm part of Emily's Lux Mastermind this year. And from what I can tell from the outside and from being a little bit of an insider, Emily's had a huge journey with her business, her processes, her everything in the last kind of year or so. And I really wanted to dig into that today. But I kind of wanted to start with this Lux Mastermind that we're all a part of. What was your inspiration for that? Because it's really unique and I love it. And I just wanted to get into that and have you tell our listeners where your passions lie within all of those sorts of things. Well, I think it's so cool, first and foremost, that part of the impact that we've had in your life is allowing you or enabling you to get this visa. Because I think when you start a business and you work with clients, you don't anticipate all the shifts or the results that they're going to um, have. And so I just want to put that out there because I feel like we can impact people in a greater way than we ever expect. And, you know, that's all of us, not just myself. And Mm. so I think it's so cool that you opened with that. Mm, yeah well I'm you know I'm so grateful to you and James it was a crazy weekend in Austin and I was like this is this is my life beginning so that's a real um privilege to be part of your world for that reason 
So the Lux Mastermind, it was really birthed out of us running masterminds for the last five or so years and just seeing like what worked, what didn't also us being a part, myself and my husband, a part of different high level masterminds as clients. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to create something that was intimate and high level that included group as well as one-to-one support. Because what we found is that even if people had a group program, ultimately they'd want more support, especially at your level and the level of your, your colleagues. And so we wanted to combine those things because we knew that it needed to be a more well-rounded experience. And then we also wanted to add in-person support because we've really seen the power of um, in-person and how it creates a deeper connection between the different clients in the program, between us. It helps us just go deeper overall in terms of the mindset work and the high performance stuff that we do. And then we wanted to add in an element of luxury and do the retreats in beautiful spaces because I've seen from the get-go, I was even talking to someone about this yesterday, from the get-go in my business, I've hosted events at five-star locations. And even from the very beginning, you know, with new coaches or new entrepreneurs who I was working with, they would purchase tickets to a location they've never experienced. And they would get in the room and be like, oh my gosh, like my life is literally changed just by being here because they didn't have a passport before that. They had never been in a five-star location. They'd never been around high-level women. And so just seeing like half of the transformation happens just by putting yourself in a new environment, um, we knew because of that, we wanted to to take all of our incredible clients to just life-changing places. And so that was kind of the basis for us putting all those different elements together. Mm. I love that because it sort of speaks to that, that adage of, yes, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, but also where you spend that time makes a huge difference. I don't think we appreciate how much everything influences how we show up. Oh yeah, it totally does. And just getting yourself out of your comfort zone. And I know for me being an introvert, getting into a group, you know, let alone an incredible environment, that was always an up level. And so I just knew that the transformation required more than just sitting behind a computer. So that was a key piece. Absolutely. And I like from experience, I mean, our listeners will know the people who followed along is that I kind of missed one of the major things that happened within this Lux Mastermind because of said visa. But we'll, I want to explore a little bit about that. But you did, just to make it really clear to people, Bora Bora, a trip in Bora Bora was a huge pillar of this uh, whole year's experience. And that's a good, like, that doesn't happen in your general mastermind. So, yeah. Yeah, that was epic. And not just for the ladies who attended, but also for myself, our photographer, our event planner, and just... Yeah, putting yourself into that environment, so cut off, cut off from the rest of the world, just so like pristine. I mean, there's no other word to describe it besides paradise. And I think for a lot of people, me, myself in particular, it's been this like vision board destination. And I'm really passionate about compressing your timeline and recognizing you don't have to wait until you retire or that thing on your vision board doesn't have to stay up there for decades. You can literally bring it into the present moment. And when you do, everything starts to shift. Mm. I love that. And I also want to honor that. And for people who are coaches who are listening, there's a lot of distrust in the whole container thing that we create. But the fact that I'm in this container and was around Emily and James and our fellow Lux ladies, I had just as transformational experience without paradise, <laughs> but just as transformational as, as an experience during those days when the ladies were away in Bora Bora. And that I fully trust is because I was in this powerful compression container where it's not, you must up level. It just is, you are being called to your highest potential. And that 
stuff happens. Like if we just get out of the way, the universe kind of takes care of itself for us. So, so yeah. Yeah. Even on social media. I mean, I was really adamant about posting as much as possible. So I was definitely yes. on there nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And everyone has been commenting and just asking me about it. And even some of our colleagues, they're like, you know what? You showed us what's possible. Now we've been researching how to host our own retreat in Bora Bora. Mm -hmm. And so it's just amazing. Like the impact that you can have on people who aren't even there just because you show up and, um, you know, show the behind the scenes or whatever it is, uh, people will be impacted by that. And I think your passion for it as well, Emily, it's so clear how excited you were about wardrobes and like everything <laughs> you were doing. And every, it just was so, it was infectious. I kind of felt like I was there. So thank you for sharing so freely of your kind of enthusiasm yeah. for all of it. Of course. Um, but speaking of showing up, I really want to dig into your evolutionary process that I've kind of witnessed in the last year or so and the shifts that you've made because what I see is someone who's really in her own right stepping up and stepping forward and, and making really big bold changes so could you give our listeners a little bit of a background as to where your company companies have been in the last sort of little while and, and where you've made decisions from and how things are moving and changing for you yeah, thank you for asking. So um, I'll take it back a little bit further. Back in 2014, I really started my company to help women love themselves and their lives. And so that's where I Heart My Life kind of came to be. Um, but over the first few months, as my company grew and I started getting clients and I was very vocal about the amount of money I was making um, to be able to inspire other people, people were asking me, well, how do I start a coaching business? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of fell accidentally into the world of coaching entrepreneurs entrepreneurs. And don't get me wrong. I loved it. And I was so excited to be working with entrepreneurs and have been for the last eight years. But what I realized was that I heart my life was not actually meant to be just about business building. Like it's called, I heart my life for a reason not I heart my business. <laughs> and so in January, 2020, I actually woke up on new year's day and I was about three weeks. Um, it was about three weeks before I was supposed to launch a new membership for new coaches. And I had this like breathless feeling. And I knew that that heaviness was due to the fact that I wasn't in alignment with my mission and my purpose. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I knew that. And I always had like, I have the, the I Heart My Life brand mapped out. It's been very clear since the beginning, but I always thought, okay, well, this will naturally happen. It'll naturally start to morph into what I want it to really be. Mm -hmm. But I realized in that moment in January, 2020, that I actually needed to like send it in the direction it was meant to go in <laughs> yes. um, versus just waiting. And it was really interesting that I was waiting to begin with because I'm not a very passive person and I don't really wait for things. <laughs> so I don't know why I was doing that. I think you kind of get sucked into like what's working and you, you get, I guess, fearful of making a change and just think it will naturally evolve into what it's meant to be. But in this instance, it was really about me directing it in, in the direction it was meant to go in. And so when you think about that fear, I mean, I'm assuming with that change of direction, there was a huge amount of fear involved. How did you move through that? Like, what was your process? Was it like this just yeah. happened or was it, what was it? I think, you know, I'm not, um, 
suggesting we need to reach rock bottom or the feeling that I was having to be able to make a big shift like that. Like it's much better if you can do it earlier, (laughs) but I was in this place where I couldn't, I just like legitimately could not move forward with the brand as it was. I would rather it all crumble than me move forward with something that wasn't aligned. So it had gotten to like that extreme place where I recognized I wasn't happy. And again, that was unacceptable for me because I'm running a brand called I Heart My Life. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense. And so it was just to the point where the desire for change and for this to be what I always envisioned it to be became greater than the fear. And I think that's when real transformation happens. You tune into what it is you really want. And that becomes way more important than the fear holding you back. And I... I love that you say that you don't have to hit rock bottom. And I I know you and I are very similar in that we've kind of created businesses that are trying to prevent people from hitting their own rock bottom because we know what it feels like. And I I get that as as a kind of impetus behind our creativity. I just wonder for people who are kind of trying to look for the signs, maybe before hitting rock bottom, do you have any kind of top tips of what might have been the signs, you know, perfect world? If you'd have seen it earlier, what might you have seen? Do you, do you have any ideas? Yeah. So I think I started to like feel resentful of some of the things I was doing and resentment is a very you know strong emotion. And that was definitely a sign over the years, um, things feeling really heavy. And I think, you know, my therapist actually described it really well to me. She said, of course, in business and life, you're going to do things that don't necessarily feel pleasurable all the time. Right. And especially when you're in the beginning of building a business or building something, your roles might be different than what you aspire them to be. Maybe you're writing copy or building websites or whatever, but as long as it's purposeful, right, you can find joy in that and you can find the pleasure. But for me, I couldn't see the purpose in what I was doing because I knew it wasn't in alignment with the overall vision of I Heart My Life. Yes, it was a stepping stone, but like it wasn't like I had just launched a brand new membership that was completely in alignment and I needed to give it time to take off. It was, it was, I was doing things that I didn't want to offer long term. And again, sometimes those are stepping stones, but for me, it's I started to realize that that wasn't the case. So I think you need to look at what you're doing and ask yourself is it purposeful right now? Even if it's not feeling pleasurable, like, is it leading to the the next thing? And is it contributing to the big picture vision? Mm, That's so huge. And for anyone who's been following the unveil journey, that's literally the decision we had to make when we changed what we were launching this year and what we were doing. It's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what is this about? What's this for? And that's why our Academy came a lot further forwards, which it's, it's such a, easy thing once you've done it (laughs) to listen to the truth but I know that getting there is always challenging and what I really would love for you to share with our listeners as well is this whole what do you really desire thing it's a huge theme of yours and I know from experience it's hard to tap into do you have any ideas for the kind of listeners who are like well I don't know what I desire like how the heck do I start to work that out what's your top tips for like nailing down what you really truly want Yeah. So for some people, it's very clear to them. They could literally make a list right now and, and, you know, it would be obvious for others. We need to be the observer of our life and what comes up for us in terms of our emotions. Mm -hmm. So I always say like, look at the positive things that are lighting you up. Maybe like, I know for me, I love luxury travel. And so I wanted to incorporate that somehow into my company. I desire to fly first class, like all of those things. That's very clear. But when I was first starting out, I also paid attention to the things that 
I was jealous of. So maybe that was people as I was scrolling through Instagram or, you know, a certain business or even a business model, right? Like for the people who have the evergreen stuff nailed down, a lot of us are envious of that because that's just running in the background. And of course, nothing's completely passive, but like, look at maybe it's, I, I want to get into the world of products. So when I see people launch a new physical product, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to do that. So that triggers or activates some level of emotion in me. So that's what you're really looking out for is, you know, your body and your emotions are giving you clues all the time. And it might not be immediate, but every single day you'll start to see certain um, indicators of what it is that you are craving. And so I would recommend writing those down or writing, you know, typing it on your phone in the notes app, or, you know, just having a record of it. And then you can start to categorize certain things. So maybe it's a big picture desire. Maybe it's a desire for the next five years, maybe the next year, maybe the next 90 days, and you'll start to get clearer around what it is that you are aiming for. Mm. And I, I love the idea that nothing's too small either, because I remember when I started looking at your iHeartMoney course, and I just did the first little bit. And then I was like, do you know what? There are things. And I wrote a list of like, I like sharp knives in my kitchen and I like decent underwear. It's really simple stuff. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like Bora Bora chips. It can just be exactly. simple basics. And it's really interesting because the very next week I moved into an apartment that had really nice knives and really nice wine glasses. And I was like, this is kind of coming true. So I bought my underwear. I was like, I'm going to do it. If the universe is giving me this. So it's, I think you just have to start sometimes and just put one foot forward and, and make a decision and, and start moving and see what happens. Yeah. Thank you for giving me that example, because it also reminded me that one of my um, coaches over the years, he talked about what are you tolerating? Mm -hmm. And so many of us are tolerating doll knives, <laughs> underwear that's 10 years old, like how, you know, a closet that's unorganized, not having enough support with the kids, like whatever it may be. And so really being clear with yourself around what it is you're tolerating, because, you know, you're leaking energy and it's very draining when you're consistently tolerating little things in your life. And I remember when I first made, did it, did an exercise around what I was tolerating, I had 62 things on my list. And so I started to look at them and just every single week kind of get into a flow of taking things off. And again, some of them were bigger than others. And so they had to go in the big picture category, but, you know, just being clear with yourself, there's always little things that you can adjust right now that will help increase your happiness. Mm. And what I love about those kinds of things is when you start to adjust the little things, you start to trust yourself more. You start to recognize that you're doing stuff for yourself. And the spin-off effect of that means that the bigger things that seem almost unachievable kind of get into the achievable category and it just makes everything feel much more accessible. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't trust their desires or they feel yeah. bad about them. They worry about what people are going to think. Um, I remember when we had our first big events um, in the UK, when I was living in London, a lot of people would come from the U S and they'd be like, you know what? I don't know what my parents are going to think because my family doesn't travel international internationally. And, and, you know, what are people going to think of me? Are they going to think I'm bragging? And mm -hmm. so, so often we're just in denial about what we want, or again, we, we don't want to admit it because of what the repercussions Percussions may be, um, and people allow their fears to stand in their way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to double click on a couple of things that you said, because it's clear to me as kind of like a coach listening to you talk so many times you've mentioned the physical, you've mentioned this kind of physical, physical sense of an emotion, that physical sense you felt of being unable to breathe. And I think it's probably a little bit different to people who kind of just see Emily Williams, the kind of money strategy coach. It feels like a, a different kind of energy that you're talking about. 
where does that really come in for you? Like, are you paying attention to business strategy most of the time? Are you like trying to do, I don't know, somatic tuning in? Where's your, how do you live your life is kind of the question I'm asking. That's so funny because I have a peer mastermind and we have a telegram group and I was chatting with them in there the other day and I was like, I feel like I straddle realistic and heart-centered life. And it's true. And oftentimes I struggle with that because I am very heart-centered and I really like... I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that can do stuff, even if they don't care about it, but that's just not me. And so my heart has to be in what I'm doing. And it's just, I mean, I don't see any other way. I I just, I can't do it. But of course, like I said, there are times where we need to tune into the things that are purposeful. They might not be our forever role or the thing we'll always do, but they're getting us towards the goal. And so there is a level of kind of being realistic in my mind. And I am very numbers based. You know, I love having a financial plan. I love looking at all of our budgets for our team and everything that we have. And I always believe that the money is always there. And so I I think that's actually why people like working with me because it's not so woo woo in the sense that I'm telling you just go on a mountain and manifest your life, your dream life. I'm like, we actually need to take action and have a level of like, what is the vehicle we're using right now? Maybe it's a business. Like, how is that going to help us reach our goals? Is it capable of helping us reach our goals? What tweaks do we need to make? So there is a level of also being grounded in reality and um, operating from that place as well. Great. And I, I tend to call that trust the universe, but play the game. <laughs> it's kind oh, of I like love that. That's so good. Well, and it's, we have it's, like a merch line for you. Cause I can see that. <laughs> see, this is how Emily's mind works guys. It's just like, you say off for a sentence and she's got like 17 <laughs> ideas about how to make yeah. it. A business. <laughs> so, so yeah, but it's, it's great. And being in a, in a container with Emily and James, her husband, who I am going to get on this podcast on a separate occasion, but it's very lovely because it feels very holistic without feeling like it's just completely unstructured. And that suits someone like me. There is an, a real need to understand the nuts and bolts and learn the roadmap and then throw it away if you need to. But like, at least, you know what you're throwing away. You're not just sort of blind faith. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, like, I think it might be easier if I was kind of in one camp or another, because sometimes it can be confusing, but that's where the level of like trusting yourself comes in and just knowing, is this a moment to look at the numbers or is this a Hail Mary moment where I throw the ball and I trust that it's going to be caught? Yeah. I, I love that. And it's, um, it's for the person who like does businessy stuff, it's really difficult to market I'm in both camps. I don't, I'm not going to niche myself and, but it takes bravery. And that's something I see in you in absolute spades. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Speaking of bravery, what's happening with I Heart My Life now? I know that big shifts happen in Bora Bora with your personal work and what you really see for you and what you want to do. So what's going on with the company with you? Where's, where's the direction moving? Yeah. So like I said, back in 2020, I had that big awareness and that pivot included shutting, you know, not launching that initial membership that I was thinking of launching, even though we were like three weeks away from the launch, um, you know, shutting all that down and really starting to focus on what I heart my life was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And for I heart my life, like it's, it's been really interesting because I actually kind of had to put that on the back burner, um, for about a year and a half. And that was a very strategic decision because I knew that my coaching and consulting work was the thing that was the revenue generator. And that was what was going to bring in the money. And, um, I heard my life in my opinion is meant to be a very, um, 
a brand for the masses. Mm -hmm. It really is for all women who have ambition and want to create a life better than their dreams. And in my opinion, that should be all women in the world. (laughs) So billions. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we're still working on that. And, um, yeah, not everyone (laughs) believes that it's possible for them, Mm -hmm. but anyway, we'll get to that. So I kind of had to make some strategic decisions around what we would launch in the coaching and consulting space in order to like, keep moving forward. And I absolutely love the Lux Mastermind. I love my money course, which is also under my coaching and consulting side of things. Um, We've been doing VIP days and things like that. But what I've realized in the last few months, um, in particular to your point around Bora Bora, is that in order for me to give my all to I Hurt My Life and to also make it very clear to people what I'm all about, I have to let the coaching and consulting side of things, the the entrepreneur space essentially, um, kind of go. Mm -hmm. And it honestly hasn't been that scary because I have full faith and trust that this brand is what I meant to do and that people will resonate with what we have coming up down the pipeline. And, um, you know, it's again, coming back to that heart-based feeling. And I remember my therapist said, she said, it's not likely that you're going to make less money following your heart. (laughs) Right. Like that's, that's exactly what I believe in. So why would I ever allow that fear to stand in the way? And, you know, I teach money mindset because it's something that has been a challenge for me for so long. And just, you know, worrying about, can I maintain this lifestyle? Can I, you know, pour into my company? Can I continue to serve my clients, but still, you know, and still be profitable? Like all those things I've really had to learn over the years. And so there is an element of faith, but at this point in time, when we're having this conversation, it doesn't feel scary because I know that we're headed in the direction we're meant to go. Mm. And it, I just love that idea of money mindset because the way I see you doing money mindset is kind of money mind heart set it's like you you link them up and it's not just oh believe it's all there there's kind of this flow of energy um ethos underneath it all which is like the energy's there the resources are there it's always there it's just how do you accept it coming towards you and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier where people don't always believe it's possible so do you have any top tips for moving through our own beliefs because there's a million and one reasons why people don't believe abundance is possible for them or prosperity is possible for them but how have you moved through that like it's difficult to it's absolutely possible I just need to whatever it is what's that journey what's that trajectory so in the beginning it was very much observing other people doing what I wanted to do and so I started to see amazing female entrepreneurs building successful businesses I had a coach at the time she was very instrumental in helping me build um, or transform my money mindset and she used to say things like you know you can turn your annual salary into your monthly salary and I was like what you know I was making I don't know 25 grand a year as a matchmaker and I was thinking how could I make 25 grand a month I don't know anyone making 25 grand a month mm-hmm. so then I realized I better start to know people making 25 grand a month because that's going to impact my reality and help me see what's possible and so I started to put myself into different group programs with people who were doing big things. Like I said, I followed certain mentors and I started to expand my belief in what was possible for me um, because the initial goal was really for me around money. It was to replace my my current salary and then hit six figures so I could go full-time in my business. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing that really quickly within my first six months and then went on to hit seven figures within my first 18 months. And so that kind of like threw my belief out the window in the sense that I, I didn't know that that was possible for me. Um, and so that obviously was real life proof and helped 
helped expand my reality. Mm -hmm. But I think for people who maybe it's not a money goal, maybe it's something else. Like you just have to pay attention to all the ways that you're expanding and saturate your mind with reminders of what other people are capable of. And again, instill that belief in yourself and know that if other people are doing it, you can do it too, because they are just humans having this experience and no different to you. And success always leaves clues. So following them can also give you an idea of how to create that for yourself. Mm. And it's uh, it's not just clues of like, this is the roadmap of how to do it. It's the way those people live. And you're absolutely right. We talk about like um, having nervous system experience for the thing that you're trying to move towards or trying to get comfortable with. But that doesn't have to be your experience. That can be witnessing other people having a real experience. And Emily very briefly shares her journey of like making a lot of money very quickly. But that is real. That's a real potential for people. And it is... It's, it's belief all the time. It's like believing that things are possible. And a big part of my experience with, with you and working in this world is like, just keep expanding, keep questioning assumptions, keep questioning the, the things that we take as given and what can happen if you truly let your heart speak rather than thinking in strategy and, and like data. Yeah. I love the way that you phrase that. Hmm. And it could be anything, you know, and not everyone has a strong belief in themselves, but you can see other people doing something. And so it's really hard to deny that it's possible. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, the book, the New York times bestselling book or a product line in target or a show on TV, like whatever it may be, or something simple where, you know, I'm always inspired by people's health journeys and how they transform their lives. And just re- recognizing that those examples are just showing you what's possible for you too. Mm, mm, Absolutely. And what I love about you is that you have a really great business partnership, professional relationship with your husband. So how does that work? Like I know how it works with with my business partner and professional ally, and we're not like in a relationship and that's very safe for me, but I'm like, I'm sure there's issues. Like are there issues? Just give me the like details whilst he's not here. Um, yeah, so we never intended to work together. We've been married for 10 years this year. And back in 2015, he left his job once my company had started taking off and became a certified high performance coach. So it's been at the time that we're recording this about seven years that we've been working together. And it was really interesting in the beginning because I always like had my fingers crossed that he'd be my COO or, you know, director of operations, but that's totally not him. He's a coach (laughs) through and through and would not want to deal with that. And so one of the things that we had to really kind of come to terms with is that we work very differently and I'm actually the owner of the company and the boss, and he's more of an employee mindset and that works for him. Like he loves being a part of all of our programs. He loves being a coach. He loves having his own clients, but he's not like one to say, Oh, I want to go out and, you know, set up this funnel and create my own website and do all this marketing for myself. That's really not him. Like he is a coach. And I think for a long time, you know, I may have made him wrong for that. He may have made himself wrong for that. He may have made me, you know, wrong for the way that I work. And, um, we kind of just had to come to terms with the way that we work and what our desires are and just be in full acceptance of that. And after going through that, things have been so much easier and we recognize kind of what our own lanes are and um, what our goals are. And 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been a journey, but it's been incredible because, you know, we're on the same schedule. We get to travel together. We don't have to worry about the other person taking time off. We have amazing flexibility. We are passionate about the same thing. So when we go out together, we're talking about coaching, we're talking about personal development, um, all those things like that they tell you to kind of put by the wayside when you're out on a date. Like sometimes we do that, but other times it feels exciting to talk about it. Right. So we found our rhythm, but it's definitely taken a while. Yeah. And I, I love, and thank you for sharing that. So honestly and openly, because it seems like everyone ends up at the end point and the process is lost along the way. And you've been a witness and people will know by the time they listen to this podcast that Brace and I have been on our own journey and we really do have to honor right people, right seats. And it's a yeah. very similar dynamic. I think, um, James is a manifest of braces and manifest of people who listen will understand what that means. And they're very similar. And we just had this conversation where he's a coach through and through. And like, I, he's a, has the employee mindset and I'm a bit like you, I was like, I just kind of want someone who can do all uh, No, that's, that's my role. And I need to step into it. So it's an interesting parallel. And I always have sensed that with, with you in particular, we have a lot of similarities, including that kind of introvert, not really just like leave me alone, but also can like talk to people greatly and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a very interesting, interesting synergies in the people you find in your life, I think. Yeah. And I think it speaks to, you know, regardless of whether it's a friend or a partner or whoever who's on your team, just recognizing like, what are people's zones of genius? How are they meant to work? What is their natural flow and not trying to, you know, force that square peg into the round hole just because it would be convenient or whatever. And, um, you know, just accepting people for their, their goals and, um, just their design. Mm, absolutely. Um, and you are one of those people who is an absolute role model of surrounding yourself with exceptional people. Could you speak a little bit to your like justification for the investment in all of that or your reason for doing it? Because I know you're in a lot of really great groups of people. Yeah. So to be honest, it wasn't part of the plan. Um, but when I first started my business, I knew I needed support. And my husband was kind enough to lend me his credit card to jump into the first group program <laughs> I was a part of because I had no money. I was $30,000 in credit card debt and $90,000 in student loan debt. Mm. Um, and so it just happened to be a group program and it was with 200 other women. And so it was very weird for me though, like to get on the group calls and to go to the events and to try and like be social and all of that. Um, but it did show me the power in community and that when you're around people who are inspiring you, cheering you on, like-minded, it really is a game changer. And we're not meant to do this alone, this, this life thing. <laughs> and especially if you're looking to do things differently, it's, it's very challenging when you're kind of surrounded by friends or a community or even your family who thinks in a certain way, and you're looking to transform your mindset or transform your life. And so one of the fastest ways to do that and get results is to put yourself into a like-minded community. And so I saw that from the very beginning. And then as my business grew, I quickly up-leveled into, you know, a next level master mind and then an even more exclusive sort of uh, community. And I think we added it all up and James and I have spent over 600 grand on masterminds and group programs and working with coaches over the last eight years. And that's really been one of the keys to our growth and success, not just in the business, but personally, um, because friendships and, and different peer um, relationships have opened up so many doors and opportunities. And even, you know, you've had the pleasure of meeting some of our dear friends who have been speakers in our masterminds and at our influencer dinner. And just like the level of support has been just exceptional and something that's been life-changing. 
Mm. And it's those disproportionate benefits that you get from being in those spaces and you can't predict them all. It's like, yeah. I wouldn't say the end of the Lux mastermind, like all I got from it was the content that you were supposed to be delivering. It's like, no, there's so many different things that come just through being around uh, big people and big people in any way, not necessarily big in terms of reputation, but people who are thinking big and dreaming big and not being restrained by convention. Oh yeah. I mean, even on one of our Lux mastermind calls the other day, I'm not going to name names or give details, but one of the ladies, I was literally just sharing a product with her and now she has a potential brand new business that she's starting. And like, so you can't, like you said, you can't predict all of the outcomes, but you just know that you're going to be up-leveled when you put yourself into a community like that, or you attend a networking event or whatever it is, yeah. um, and get yourself out of your comfort zone. Yes. And I think there is that level of like, well, you don't need to blow your mind and your emotional body and all that stuff and be totally out of your comfort zone. There's a way to do all of these things where you're not feeling totally overwhelmed and threatened, but you do yeah. get the benefit of what you just said. It's like, this life's not here to be done alone. Um, in particular, I think, like you mentioned, when you're doing something different, and I think there is a theme in all of your um, network, some of whom I've met, been deeply privileged to meet, but because I see people doing just different, great, amazing things. And it's crazy stuff that I wouldn't even dream of doing. And they're just like, they're just trailblazers. And that has to be modeled and also encouraged. And I think that cheerleading side of having these kind of mastermind groups is really important. <laughs> Oh yeah. And even, um, you know, a simple thing, like seeing that one of my friends is doing her podcast on video and like professionally recording all of them, like that just opened my awareness to what was possible. And it doesn't have to be as complicated as I'm making it in my mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just the support from your community to take brave steps that you otherwise might not have done if you, you know, weren't supported in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt that our company wouldn't be where it's going, where it's going, had I not had the support of people to just be sounding boards almost to say, yeah. it's a really stupid idea. Because <laughs> they'll say yes, if it is. That's the great thing about people who are kind of at this level, they will look at you and go, don't be ridiculous. In fact, Emily has been doing that most of the year when she listened to all the things that I was trying to no. do. Yeah, yeah, lovingly, but there was a distinct Victoria, just like calm down. So, so deeply appreciated. But speaking of this year, is there anything that is coming up from your company, I Heart My Life, all the things? Because I know your podcast is back. So tell our listeners a little bit about what's in the pipeline for coming up for you. Yeah. So we have the I Heart My Life show, which um, has been amazing. We're at 250 episodes now. So we have incredible guests on there who are going deep with relationships, spirituality, mindset, health and wellness, um, business and career, money, basically all the pillars that we talk about at I Heart My Life. And so my goal for the I Heart My Life brand is to be that go-to place for women who want to create a life that's better than their dreams in all areas, not just business. And so we're really focused on that and really getting that message out there that it is possible for you to have a life that you love. Um, we're launching a new membership in a few months, which will be really exciting. And then we're on 
launching I Hurt My Life Experiences, which are our standalone retreats. So we like to say it's where personal development meets your vision board. So they're in beautiful luxury, luxury locations. We're bringing in incredible speakers um, just to be, it's for you to be fully transformed and transported to a next level of reality um, in that five-day container. And so I'm really excited about that because there's plenty of places around the world that I want to go and take <laughs> all of our clients to selfishly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like we talked about earlier, getting in person, it's just so transformational and you leave a completely different person. Wow. That sounds epic. Does this mean I might get to Bora Bora on a standalone retreat at some point, Emily? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking about the locations and I'm like, we can't not do Bora Bora. Like that has just been, yeah. yeah. Everyone's been raving about it and excited. Well, and I think it's from the outside and obviously I was a little bit inside, but from the outside, it was when you shared on that day in Austin, when I signed up to this, it was when you shared about Bora Bora that I kind of was like, oh, there's something really special here. And I think when anyone's passion as a leader, particularly as women, it's like, we don't need to be masculine. We need to be us. And that includes all of our stuff, including that deep emotional connection to dreams and aspirations. And you are an absolute pillar of sharing from that place with a huge dose of reality and common sense, but also that daring to be excited and childish about it almost, like a little kind of girl excited yeah. about things again. And that speaks volumes to everyone because this isn't kind of elitist entrepreneurialism. It's very real and it's very heart-centered. Um, so yeah, it's... Yeah, um, it's really yeah even today, I was, thank you for saying that. Even today, I was speaking to um, one of my friends back in the UK and she's not in personal development or anything and it's her birthday. And I sent her a message and I said, what's your intention for this year? And she said, to survive. And I was like, how heartbreaking is that? you know, that is your intention for this year. And, you know, there's no judgment, like that's her reality at the moment, but I know what's possible for people and what we're all capable of. Mm -hmm. And we're capable of living an incredible life. It's possible for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so I really just want that mission to be felt and known by as many women as possible. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like I said, we have a lot coming up down the pipeline to support that. And it's so important because the modern conventional media the news I spoke to my mum this morning who's in the UK and it's really depressing there at the moment and it's really heavy heavy energy and the news of war and potential recession and all of that kind of stuff it's like if that's all you're listening to it's become so easy to feel very weighed down yes. and it's a big part of the reason why I came to Austin it's like this conversation that you and I have had, the way you speak, the way this community is, it's like, we're not thinking about that. We're very much about whatever phrase anyone's using, whether it's consciousness expansion or living dream lives or anything like that, but it's all um, up and out rather than down and in. Exactly. Yeah. And I love the way that you said that it's, it's, it's really difficult when you're surrounded by that, which is why I'm so passionate about I Heart My Life and the community that we're fostering through the membership. And, you know, that's going to be a really easy way for someone to get literally get a whole year of support because we're requiring a year container, um, a whole year of support and access to incredible mentors and community so that you are saturating your mind with what's possible and those positive vibes that we often don't get from our immediate community. Yeah. And we will make sure that all of the links to everything and to the, my favorite bits of Emily's stuff and to the new <laughs> stuff that Emily's doing it, are in the show notes because 
if you are a woman listening to this, to be honest, if you're a man listening to this, you could also probably benefit, but I know it's not your target audience, but it's like, it's just tapping into your passion is literally like, um, it's a signal to the universe that you're stepping forward. And it doesn't take a lot beyond that to actually start to change things. And I, um, one phrase that somebody said to me at one point, which was, well, what message does that send to the universe? And she was making the point of, if you're thinking small, if you're thinking low, if you're thinking down, what message is that sending? And you do a phenomenal job everywhere of making sure that everyone's really tuning into their potential and highest aspirations. So thank you for sharing your work with the world. Thank you. I've loved this conversation. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.